This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. It's me, Roz. Okay, I don't know if you can tell, but I am currently possessed by allergies. So I apologize for the way I sound, but don't worry. For the rest of the episode, once we get into the main conversation, I will not sound so stuffed up. But oh my God, there's so much going on right now. Now, I don't know if you've heard, but your girl, Roz, is going to be doing... A paranormal TV show. Ah! Well, actually, I already did it. I already shot it. Um, not when the show went off air. Uh, uh, uh. That was not then. It was before. At the beginning of the year, I left for a couple of months, and I shot the first ever all-queer team of paranormal investigators. Actually, it's funny because, like, having my show... And talking so much about the paranormal and pop culture and queerness, this project has been, I believe, mentioned on this podcast before. I mean, I know a lot of listeners have sent me articles in the past about this project. It was first mentioned, I don't know, maybe close to two years ago. This is the Kristen Stewart-produced ghost hunting show with Scout Productions, who are the people that created Queer Eye, among many fabulous TV shows. And the show's going to be on Hulu October 18th, and it is called Living for the Dead. And I can't believe I can finally say this. The cat is out of the bag. I have kept this a secret, and I've done a damn good job at it. But now I can talk about it because it is happening very soon. So look out for that. And also... I will not stop talking about it for um, the the next upcoming episodes. You know, typically nowadays, I don't have as many paranormal investigators or psychics on the show. And I think it's been fun just having on, you know, comedians and 
celebrities and stuff. But I do like to have conversations with people that really work in this field. So what I'm going to do for next month is have all of the people that I'm working with on the TV show every single week. I'm going to feature one of them and I'll be getting to know them even more, you know, even closer. And I'll also get to share my friends with you guys. Uh, I love these people. They're so cool. And they're all queer. And it's so cool. It's so cool. Oh, my God. We went to so many haunted places. I have so many stories to share with you. So that is one thing that will be definitely coming up a lot on the podcast. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but I do record these episodes a couple of weeks in advance from when they are released. So my social media, like at Roz Hernandez on Instagram, is probably the best place to hear like fun updates like this kind of a thing in more real time, like when it is first announced, or our Instagram for the show at Ghosted by Roz. As I'm looking ahead at my calendar, I'm also going to be starting to tour a little bit. Now, don't get too excited. As of right now, I don't have any plans to tour Ghosted live on stage. But if you like me and you like how I make ghosts funny, just imagine all the other things I can make funny. I mean, I have been a stand-up comedian for 10 years. If you want to hear me make jokes about the living and no ghost jokes— I would love for you to come see me live and maybe meet you as well. There will be a bunch of dates coming up. They're all currently getting worked out. But I do know that before the end of the year, I will be doing Vancouver, the Biltmore. I'll be doing Helium Comedy Club in Portland and the Hereafter in Seattle. So uh, there will be a lot more. Don't worry. But, you know, look out for that. I'd love for you to come. And also speaking of Instagram, I feel like I haven't said this enough and I so apologize. The Instagram ghosted by Roz, I try my best to put visual things that we talk about on the podcast. If it's like videos, I mean, definitely the doll pictures. (laughs) A lot of times when we talk about hot guys on the show, I put them on the Instagram and then I put them on story highlights. So if you go to the main Instagram page, you'll see little circles. One of them says dolls, and then another one says episode stuff. So that's where you can find that stuff, and it will live there forever, I guess. I don't know. I'm just keeping it there for reference. So if you're wondering, that's where you can see all that stuff. Anyway, before we get into the conversation, I should share a story with you all. And this is an exciting one because it is an oh-so-rare Bigfoot encounter. This one comes from Charles, and this story is also pretty adorable. Charles writes, Hi, Roz. I'm new to the show and excited to share a Bigfoot story. I live in the middle of nowhere in rural Michigan. When I was in high school back in the 90s, I had shockingly managed to date the girl I had been pining over for years— She wanted to go hiking in the Manistee National Forest, and even though I hate nature and sweat easily, I was willing to do anything she wanted. So, as we were deep into the hike, she was a little bit ahead of me when I heard a slight crunch noise behind me. I turned and saw what appeared to be a large, classic Bigfoot form move quickly from one side of the woods to the other. I didn't hear any other noise, and it also kind of looked ghostly, like it was a bit transparent. I was already dating out of my league, so I made a snap decision to shut the fuck up about it. I have never mentioned this to anybody else, but any time I'm in the woods, I am reminded of what I saw that day. Was it Bigfoot? Was it a hallucination from actually getting some exercise? Anything is possible, Charles. First of all, that Bigfoot gaslighted you. I get it. You don't want to be the weird guy that claimed that they saw Bigfoot on the date. You sound like a very nice guy if she was willing to go out in the middle of the woods with you. 
there's very few men I've met that I'm like, yeah, I'll go out in the woods with him. Sure. And then he starts talking about Bigfoot. I'm like, who, what have I gotten myself into? But you're lovely. And thank you for sending me this. I totally believe you. I really do. Okay. So, guys, I got to talk to some real popular podcasters, the hosts of the podcast, Two Girls, One Ghost. And we did a fun little flip-flop, a collab, if you will. And I am also guesting on their podcast, which was super fun. And I hope you enjoy what you hear. So go listen to this, then go listen to theirs, and tell everyone you know. Okay, here we go. Here's me with Two Girls, One Ghost. I'm with the show. Oh, my God. I am joined by the hosts of Two Girls, One Ghost, Corinne and Sabrina. Hello! Hello! Hello. We're so happy to be here. I was really tempted to do my, you know, I'll just do it right now. Hello. Oh my God. Bringing out my demon voice. Should we all take a turn? Hello. See, I don't, I can't. Hello. Oh, Corinne. Mine was high pitched. I had like three voices. Yeah, you had multiple voices come through you just then. I think that's a fun skill to have in life because I assume that when you're a ghost, you can pull that out and make people think that you're actually a demon. Oh my gosh. See, theory number one with me. I think most of the time that you think it's a demon, it really is. Somebody that can do great impressions, somebody that's spooky, that wants to scare you, but it's really just like the ghost of a a silly person. Yeah. I think demons are ghosts of silly people. (laughs) I like that take because normally when we hear about paranormal activity that involves a kid, I'm the first one to be like, it's a demon disguising itself as a child. So I like that you're <laughs> you're flipping the script here a little bit. Oh, yeah. This is my first time meeting you guys, which is very exciting. And I wanted to spend this podcast sort of getting to know what you guys believe and, and your approach to this stuff. I feel like the better question would be what we don't believe, because that <laughs> list is probably shorter. So you guys are big believers overall. Oh, yeah. We need like a third party in our podcast, which is the hard skeptic, because that doesn't come easy to us. We're on the cusp of like tinfoil hat conspiracies. Okay, see, now I'm that third party, I think. Right, you're more skeptical. Yeah. Which I have a question for you. Please. So because you have more of a skeptical approach, you've obviously heard a lot of ghost stories. You've experienced things yourself. But do you think that from talking to more people and hearing more people's experiences that you're teetering more on the end of believing now? Or are you still have that like really healthy skepticism? It depends what the scenario is. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do think that when you hear a lot of people's ghost stories, it does open your mind to possibilities. And I think it's good to hear patterns and different things that happen a lot. That is sort of how we form these ideas of what ghosts are. I think so much of it is this anecdotal evidence that we just collect. Yeah, And then that sort of shapes these theories or whatever. But I don't know. (laughs) I think it's fun to believe yes, totally. that everything is a ghost or whatever, but I don't always know if that is true. I think it would be great, right? but I don't know if it really is. I think the rule that we tend to operate by is because we have both had personal experiences, countless, we very much believe in the existence of something beyond the physicality of human beings and this realm. The universe is infinite, and we're very limited in terms of our knowledge. So I very much believe there's something more than we understand. And then we get a lot of listeners emailing us their encounters, or they'll come and tell us their encounters. And it feels like if something like that happened to us, you know, maybe we'd find a rational explanation, but we are not the people to decide whether someone's experience that they believe is paranormal is not paranormal. Totally. We also started this podcast Six years ago, being like, ghosts are real and ghosts are your energy living in some sort of like astral plane in between when you die and move on. And since then, we've heard so many more theories as to what spirits could be that we're really... <laughs> we don't know. We can, we have fewer answers than when we started <laughs> because we're like, wait, maybe we don't know how the world works. Maybe we don't understand. Yeah. 
We recently had someone tell us their spirit guides are demons. That flips the narrative of demon and demonic entities on its head completely. Oh, wow. Their spirit guides are demons. So what do their spirit guides tell them to do? How do they guide them? You know, violent acts, normal (laughs) stuff. Yeah, that scares me. No, no. It's it's mostly positive and it's just Yeah. This is the coolest one I heard is that there was a demon spirit guide that helped absorb excess emotion. So if like they were experiencing too much sadness, they could give some of that pain and sadness to this demon. The demon's like, gimme, gimme, yummy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Interesting. Instead of hormone monstrouses and stuff like that, they have like a emotion regulation demon, which I appreciate. I could have used one of those. I still could use one of those. Couldn't we all? Okay, so where are you at on demons? It seems like you believe in them. My sister, I believe, was possessed. Really? And my dad, I believe, is kind of possessed. His is less of a demon. His is more of like a past life situation. But my sister 100% was possessed. I do believe in demons. Or I believe in like really dark energy. Uh Uh-huh. Wait, well, tell the story because oh, I think yeah, I guess <laughs> you might believe this a little bit more once you hear what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can theorize. Okay, yeah. So this is maybe my most notable and most terrifying experience that I had. Um, and most of my experiences happen in like an astral dream plane. I've astral traveled before and I'm trying to actually explore that more now. But growing up, when I was like four, my sister was six. We moved into a new house. I'm from New Jersey. Brand new build, built on farmland. We were the first people to live there. And kind of right away when we moved in, I started having this reoccurring nightmare. And I had it for a couple years. And in the nightmare, it was the exact same every time I had it. But I would wake up in my dream. And I'd wake up as I had gone to bed. So I'd be wearing the same pajamas. My bedroom would look exactly how it was when I went to sleep. And I would feel this presence in the doorway. It didn't have a shape or anything, but I just felt it. And it was as if... I was getting this message that I needed to follow it. So I would get up all in my dream and follow this person or this spirit, this thing in my doorway, down the hallway to my sister's room. And when I would get to my sister's room, I would see these black and white orbs fighting over her body as she was sleeping. And I was always terrified. Like it gave me a really, really bad feeling. And I'd wake up in that moment from the nightmare. And I had this multiple times over the years. It stuck with me enough that, you know, it was notable, but I never really talked to my family about it or anything. So this was like ages four to six. Fast forward to I am 21 at college graduation. I am at dinner with my dad, my sister, my brother, and the topic of reoccurring dreams and nightmares comes up. And I shared this one. And as we are leaving dinner, my dad looks at me and he goes, I'm supposed to fly out tomorrow but do you have time to meet me before I leave because something you said tonight I really want to talk about? And I was like, excuse me? You, like, you gotta give me something more right now. I hate when people are like, I need to tell you something yeah. later. And it's like, okay, no, no, <laughs> no, now. I'm gonna hyper fixate on this for the next seven hours until you tell me. Yeah, I can't go rage after college graduation parties with this knowledge or lack of knowledge. So he basically tells me that the dream that I shared wasn't a dream and that it happened in real life. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) So I meet up with him. He goes on to tell me that when we first moved into this house in New Jersey, he had fallen asleep on the couch one night and he woke up to like a really weird noise. He thought it was the TV. He turns it off. He starts going down the downstairs and like turning off the lights, making sure the doors are closed, windows are locked, all of that. And he starts to make his way to the stairs. And he said, like, he just got this feeling that something was wrong, like someone was in the house that shouldn't be. His gut, his instincts were just like fight or flight activated. My mom, my sister and I are all upstairs. So he naturally is like starts climbing the stairs, coming up further upstairs. He gets the worst his feeling is getting, checks on me and I'm in bed. My mom is sleeping. And then he starts making his way down the hallway this feeling getting worse and worse. He's getting like colder and colder. And he reaches my sister's door. He said he touched the door handle and it was ice cold. He opens the door. All of the air is sucked out of the room. Like he feels like he can't breathe. He like his instincts are telling him to run. He sees my sister laying on the bed. She's asleep, eyes closed, 
and he tries to take a step towards her, and all of a sudden, out of her mouth, her mouth opens, and a deep guttural voice says, Get out. (laughs) And my dad is like, what the fuck? Like, something is possessing my daughter. And he's dealt with a lot of paranormal things before. He goes up to my sister and, like, shakes her and is like, leave my daughter alone. My sister wakes up, like, all groggy. He's like, what's going on? He picks her up and, like, turns around. And I was sleepwalking, standing in the doorway. And he, like, helps usher me back to bed. So I was, like, dreaming this in a sleepwalking state. And... After that, my dad got the house blessed, and we had a lot of other paranormal things happen in that house, but they were less demonic and dark, but the basement had a bad vibe, like, forever. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Sabrina believes in demons. I believe in demons. (laughs) Okay, so let me just play skeptic. Let's do it. So he was talking about one night, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But you don't remember seeing him in your dream, right? No. Could it have been two different occurrences? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I had that nightmare reoccurring. So it could have been many different occurrences. It could have been... A premonition, maybe? Yeah, it could have been a premonition. It could have been this dark entity was fighting over my sister for a long time. And even though they got the house blessed and nothing else like that happened again, this dark entity continued to try to get my sister. Were you a little bit jealous that it didn't want you? That's a good question. I've never thought of that. Um, We don't know that it didn't, to be fair. (laughs) I might be that entity at this moment. We we don't know. And it's like, I'm finally telling my story. No, I don't think I'm jealous. I think I'm good. Yeah, that's a tough situation if you do have jealousy. Because you're (laughs) like, I want to be picked, but like, I don't like, but no, I don't. No. The jealousy will come if you end up being abducted by aliens, Roz. That is true. That's Sabrina's number one goal. I don't understand it. Really? With everything that's been going on in in the world and how many people are like, yeah, aliens are real. It could be a real possibility. It could be right around the corner now. I think I want that too bad. And they know I'm too thirsty. You're desperate. Yeah. I, I want to be abducted. I know what's going on here. But I don't know what's going on wherever they would take me. Yeah. But I feel like I'm at a point where I'd be willing to take the chance of just anything would be I'm fine with whatever else. Let's go together. I'm honestly down. You know what I've been thinking about lately? And I apologize if this is inappropriate because we just met. But how come in the 90s? Aliens were so into butt play. There was a lot of probing. I feel like all I ever heard about was them sticking things in people's butts. Yes. Yeah. And nowadays, you don't hear about it anymore. And that's what I'm curious. What are they into now? That's a good question. There's only one way to find out. (laughs) I'd also be curious to, to go and look at all those people who started that narrative and see how they live their lives now. What if the aliens are have just been so misunderstood all of these years and they're actually helping these people and performing like colonoscopies and cleansing the bodies of some like toxins or of like cancerous things? Getting rid of parasites. Yeah. What if they're really saving us mm-hmm. one butt at a time? It could be. I don't know. I'm willing to take my chances. Take me up there. Let's go. Yeah. I'm still thinking about your sister <laughs> being possessed by demons. She's okay now. I mean, growing up, and this is also before I even knew the story, my sister was pretty mean to me. She was a problem child for my parents. So we used to joke that she was a demon. And now, like, looking back at it, I'm like, well, maybe maybe that demon did leave a little stain or something in her. A little lingering yeah. energy. Well, and that's the thing. If one simple blessing got rid of them, they weren't, like, that strong of demons. Like, they tried. Right. True. They did their best. Not good enough. Yeah. Although, to pitch something, perhaps that energy just migrated and attached to someone else in the house. My dad. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's something living in him. He's not alone and living in the vessel that is his body. So do you think this whole time there's been a demon living in your father? So my dad has been married three times that I know of. And my mom and his current wife 
have both separately said that my dad, when he sleeps, speaks another language. <laughs> what language? <laughs> An unknown language. And his current wife is Lithuanian. They live in Europe. Like, they know languages. And my dad does not speak any other language. He is a pathological liar, so he might. I don't know. Maybe he's in the – he's, like, undercover in the CIA or something. <laughs> yeah. um, so he did a past life regression hypnosis thing. And he was told that a past life of his was, like, a really old, back-in-the-day, pretty bad guy who killed people and t- stole their money and stuff. And apparently this person is trying to, like, take over my dad's body, like, his current life. So maybe he's fighting with his past life. I don't know. Does that make you jealous? No. <laughs> Roz, does it make you? <laughs> yes. There's such a part of me that's like, what's wrong with my body? <laughs> well, maybe you live in harmony with your past lives. Yeah. All your past lives lived to give you this life now. I guess. I just want a demon to look at me and be like, oh, I want to be that girl. And then I can be like, no. I promise, Roz, if I die anytime soon or before you... I will come to you as a demon. I will do what we said in the beginning of this episode where I will pretend to be a demon and I will try to possess you. Thank you. That's one of the (laughs) sweetest things anyone's ever said to me. I know we just met, but I really mean it. (laughs) Tell me what you can about the conjuring house and you all going to the conjuring house. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're doing a live tour. We're going to 32 different cities, but we grounded the whole tour or like based the whole tour on The Conjuring House because it's kind of this place that's obviously super infamous now that the movies have existed and us being paranormal enthusiasts had heard the story of what happened in The Conjuring House before. So Sabrina and I decided in our delusion that it would be appropriate for the first time ever ghost hunting to do an overnight at The Conjuring House, which is arguably one of the scariest and most haunted paranormal homes we just went full full in full in but we tried to treat it as more than just a ghost hunt and sort of do like a full investigation just as you would if you're investigating and you look for different sources so we interviewed various people who'd lived in the home who knew about the home we interviewed historians and we just tried to collect a lot of information did you talk to andrea we're trying. She did not respond to our Facebook messages, which apparently is the only way you can reach her. Oh, I can text her. I love her. Please. She's one of my favorite people ever. She's so fun and so funny. And anyone listening that doesn't know who we're talking about, Andrea Perrin, she's been on this podcast a couple of times. She's the oldest daughter of the family that the movie The Conjuring is based on. Mm-hmm. And she's got stories for days. Yeah. She told me a story that her mom in that house bit into an orange and blood started gushing out of it. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's horrifying. It is. Just like one of the many, many, many things that has happened in that house. They lived in it for like a long time. Yeah. And she like loves it. Like she loves going back to it. And Mm -hmm. it's like her happy place. I mean, it is a beautiful home. And we were both expecting to go into it and like immediately have really, really bad vibes and feelings from it, especially just from the reputation it has publicly. But it was very peaceful. It actually was. We felt very warm and invited, which is the opposite of what a lot of people say and experience. And even when we were there, they were saying that the people who were investigating the night before us were experiencing a lot of contact and where it was really scary. And and they stayed up until like 8 a.m. kind of communicating with all these entities that were disturbed in the house. I feel like that Lindsay Lohan song about like, I'm sick of rumors starting. <laughs> Like, I feel like that's the conjuring house. Yeah. Why won't they just let me live? Right? I know based on what we heard from the people who currently own the house and from what we've read with Andrea's books, like, there's a belief maybe aliens are involved. But regardless, like, the way the ley lines are crossing on that property, it is a portal. Like, a lot of things can come and go in that home. Mm -hmm. So I almost feel like if you go into the house with a Zach Bagans attitude, like, come at me, demon – You're going to get that. Totally. Right. But if you come into it with a, I really want to understand this home, I want to experience it and just learn about it, you're going to have a different experience. Yeah. I think that a lot of these public places that are like 
in the ghost hunting tourism game, they have a lot of people going in there with those kinds of vibes or they're going for their content or on YouTube or whatever. And they are like being real shitty and shady and whatever with the ghosts. Aggressive. Aggressive. Yeah. And I feel like that can give a place a reputation. And like, I'm sure the ghosts were probably happy to see you guys and be like, oh, my God, (laughs) like this vibe is so nice. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was a great time. We did experience some hauntings so while there. So the show we're putting together is a combination of our experiences, like videos, photos, interviews with a bunch of people. We interviewed Chad and Carrie Hayes, who wrote the movie and had a lot of experiences on set and also in the process of writing it. And they spent a significant amount of time with Lorraine Warren, too. And she is, you know, she's passed away now, but she had some incredible stories. Tell me about Lorraine Warren. What are your thoughts on Lorraine Warren? I think it is a very complicated conversation to get into. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously, I think there is, there's a lot to be debated about their involvement in a lot of paranormal cases. Mm -hmm. They came at it with a very religious perspective, which was their own personal preference. And if someone else is not religious, I, I think they came into the parent home very Jesus, God, and that was not how the parents operated. And so it just is almost like a using a religion or using some type of healing or blessing that doesn't fit with everyone is not going to, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they were putting their personal beliefs onto a lot of people. Totally. And they did a lot of good in the paranormal world and helped a lot of people. And obviously, they were huge collectors of haunted artifacts and demons Mm -hmm. and entities and just helped people feel peace within their homes. But I think for just as many examples as we have of them doing all the good and helping families, there are probably quite a few stories of what they did to exacerbate some of the paranormal activity within the home. Yes. The way that The Conjuring movie portrays it, I think, is a bit different than what we've read from (laughs) Andrea's books. Right. And it would suggest that what they did was kind of egging on and not the way to go to rid The Conjuring house of whatever was happening there. Well, I mean, hey, it's still whatever's there is still there, I guess, which is good. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool that it's a place that you can actually go to and rent out and have the run of and do whatever. Have you ever gone to a haunted place? Oh, honey. Oh, yeah. I've done a lot. What's your favorite? This is a complicated question to answer. Um, There's been a lot of places that I have been in recent times that I haven't shared on the podcast yet. Oh. So I feel like I probably shouldn't get into those at the moment. I mean, when it comes to, like, skepticism and stuff, my thing is, like, guilty until proven innocent. I don't know. (laughs) Where I'm like, it's not paranormal until there's just no explanation whatsoever. Then it's paranormal. At least... When it's stuff that I'm there for. Mm. I can't really speak much Mm -hmm. on when I'm not there. But when I'm there, I'm like, okay, could it have been this? Could it have been that? But also at the same time, like, I don't know everything. I don't know how certain pipes and buildings work and shit. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know that. So I'm just kind of like, yep, seemed like a ghost, I guess, according to... Yeah. According to what I've deducted here. But yeah, I don't like sleeping at places that are haunted. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I've been to places before where I'm like, there's no ghosts here. We've tried everything. There's no ghosts. And then it's like, okay, time to go to bed. And I'm like, (laughs) what if there are? What if they heard me? It's like the second you close your eyes that they've been waiting. (laughs) What if they've been lurking? Yeah. What if they heard me talking shit? I don't want to. The Queen Mary is back open, (sighs) and I've done that before, and I feel like I am ready to go back. I want to go so badly. Have you guys never been at all? I've been for, like, the 8 p.m. ghost tour. I've only been as, like, a hotel guest. I've never done the tour Mm -hmm. or anything, but I don't know. Those ghosts are, from my experience, they had the night off the last (laughs) time I went there. They were exhausted from all these years of being ghosts. (laughs) They didn't have anything for me. 
I mean, in, in a place like that, I feel like there's so much expectations from the ghosts. Mm. Like they're mm-hmm. expected to be on all the time because people go and they're like, where are you? I came to see you. Right. So it must be exhausting. Oh, it has to be. Like it feels like a child star or something where it's like perform <laughs> for everyone. Like get out there. Like I don't want to. Dance monkey dance. Exactly. Yeah. It's not fair. Yeah. Well, I would suggest to you, if you've never been to Charleston, South Carolina, or to the old Charleston jail. No, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. So I've grown up in haunted homes my entire life. Pretty much every place I've ever lived in has had a ton of paranormal activity. Corinne, you said that you don't like to sleep in haunted places. And I'm like, you've literally your whole entire life slept in haunted (laughs) places. Yeah, and I don't sleep great. (laughs) I'm never well rested. Why do you not think that you're haunted? Why is it the houses and not you? No, it's her. It probably is me. It's your family. My whole family has experienced stuff our whole lives. So I think we thought, (laughs) I think my parents thought, oh, maybe it's just bad luck. Like, oh, we lived in haunted apartments and then we had a haunted house and maybe it's just New Hampshire or whatever. And then when we moved to Vermont and they were on like apartment number five or six, they were like, huh. Still experiencing things. Maybe it is us. So yeah, we've been very haunted. But just to finish my thought about the old Charleston jail, I did a tour and I think it was like a 90 minute tour. And I've never experienced so much paranormal activity within 90 minutes. It's like an abandoned jail that housed a ton of people who were mentally ill and people who were falsely accused. And Lavinia Fisher, who may or may not have been a serial killer, we don't know. But anyway, there's so much activity. You'd hear like the keys going. And I was the only one within the tour group of like 12 people that wasn't looking down this one hallway at this one particular time when everyone else saw a shadow figure kind of like peeking out from the door a few times. Everyone was talking about it. And I was like, what? And I turned around and it was too late. They did it like three or four times, though, and I missed it. Oh, damn. I think they're always active. Yeah, I feel like those tours usually is not when things happen for me. I love a good ghost tour, though. I'll go on any ghost tour. They're so fun. Super fun. But I feel like I've never had anything happen on one. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that these ghosts are like, an audience, let's perform. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. What do you guys think of haunted dolls? (sighs) Hate. Yeah, hate, hate, hate. Although we were informed by a listener of our podcast who owns a few haunted dolls that they enjoy listening to our podcast. And sometimes when she comes home, she'll find our podcast playing in the room that the dolls are in. The dolls are listening to the podcast. The dolls are listening. So I guess not all of them are possessed by demons with nefarious intent. Perhaps it's just... Some that are trying to get with the times and they're like, what's a podcast? Or I wonder if they're like, we don't do that. Like they're just like (laughs) listening like that is not true. This is a rumor. Ghosts don't do that. (laughs) What do you think of them, Roz? 
Um, I think it's possible. I think anything's possible, truly. Exactly. But what I'm obsessed with is the world of eBay haunted dolls. <gasps> yes. So fun to look at. We have a segment here that I like to call The Dolls Are Living. I have a doll for you guys today Oh, that I want to take a look at. Okay. We're ready. Let's see it. Jiha, can you show us this doll? I would like you guys to meet Monica. <gasps> the glamorous Monica. Oh, she's pretty. She's sickening. She's got gorgeous piercing blue eyes. And I don't know what kind of fur. It looks like a Dalmatian, honestly. I was going to say, yeah, it's sort of a Dalmatian or some kind of snow leopard. Yeah. With a matching hat, huge buttons, big old Steve Harvey buttons. I can't look away from her eyes. I know. She's mesmerizing. She's truly gorgeous. Her hair, that's a blowout I've never been able to attain. (laughs) I know. And I'm sure she just, I mean, she still managed to put a hat over it. (laughs) She was like, yeah, I've got a blowout under here, but it's fine. What's her story? I'm more concerned about the, like, open mouth mask on the wall behind her. (laughs) Okay, well... Monica is currently going for $38 on eBay. Okay. Kind of a discount diva. $38, zero bids. Mm. But here's what it says about her. It says, Monica is very selfish and a snotty spirit. (gasps) I use that word strongly for a reason. Monica was very privileged her whole life. She never had to work for anything and never would. (laughs) Mm. Everything I have tried to talk to her about, she makes harsh remarks like she's too good for any of it. (laughs) Monica loves to shop and buy the best of designer labels. As you can see, she picked a doll with a fur coat. I'm surprised it was good enough for her. Monica misses her clothes and makeup a lot. She talks about them often. Monica wants a like-minded person to adopt her, but I would like to see someone who gets her down a few levels to see what she really missed out on. She needs work. (laughs) Oh, okay. Like, she she needs some help. Yeah. She needs a therapist. (laughs) She doesn't talk about her death. She claims it didn't happen. Obviously, it did. I love this. (laughs) Obviously, it did. Or she wouldn't be in my home. She communicates through Ouija boards, pendulums, necrophonic app, white noise apps, and she moves things around. If you feel drawn to Monica or that you have a connection with her in some way, please place a bid or use the buy now option to adopt her. Please. Have you been tempted to purchase her yet? No. Uh... (laughs) My first red flag is, well, I guess my first question would be, why is this user selling her that's often my question see this one is it's like oh she's just she's so snotty i have to get her out of my life like she doesn't even know that she is a dead living human being that's inside of this doll like she's crazy that is tough she's crazy she's crazy (laughs) (laughs) right Well, and also, if you don't want to communicate with her, don't use your app and your Ouija board. And it seems like you could probably just ignore her. Yeah, she just wants to enjoy her life as this doll. Yeah. She misses the fact that she used to shop and stuff. Take her shopping. I've always wanted a stylist. Is this my opportunity to have a ghost stylist? She probably would love that. But she is snotty. You know, she might she might be a little bit mean. She might be reading you like, oh, you're going to wear that. Like I come home and my clothes are burnt. What if you what if the next time we see you, you just have a giant fur hat on? (laughs) (laughs) You start wearing blue contacts. Then we really know. I did do that in high school. You did? Blue contacts. Blue contacts. Yep. Oh, Sabrina. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a phase. I think colored contacts have gotten better, but for the longest time, there were so many that, like, it, if you looked up close, it looked like it was, like, printed, like, pixely almost. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, uncanny valley stuff. Like, you can't see people's emotions. Yeah. Totally. And the eyes are the windows to the soul. And I feel like it's, like, kind of creepy. Totally. Okay. Let's do another thing here. Okay. Can I play you some EVPs? <gasps> please. Yes. Please. It's time for EVPs or EV please. Okay. 
what I do is I go to TikTok, I go to YouTube, I go wherever EVPs are found. I've got two of them for you today, and I'm going to play them for you. Okay. I want you to tell me what you think you hear, and then I'll tell you the correct answer. I'll give you four options, the correct answer being what the ghost hunter believes it is saying. Okay. This one is from TikTok. It's from Ghost Hunter Mark, and it was recorded at the Englefield Green Social Hall, which is in the U.K., What on earth is this ghost saying? Okay. Did you hear that? Play it again. I heard hi, babe. To me, it's very like a British accent. Hi, babe. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, the narwhal from Elf. Bye, buddy. Bye, buddy. It does. Hi, babe. Totally. It definitely has that deep voice. Hi, babe. Yeah, I could hear hi, babe. Or it's like someone who really loves hockey and he's like, hockey. 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 <laughs> it does sound way more like hi, babe. It does. Well, Ghost Hunter Mark did not think it was hockey or hi, babe. So which one of these answers was? Is it A, I'm slimy. <laughs> B, come find me. Is it C, behind me or d i'm vibing <laughs> i want it to be d <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> okay Can we hear it again yeah behind me would be my guess yeah he believes it is come find me mm. we need to send him the hi babe theory and then perhaps he'll hear that hi babe when they're such short little segments like that, how, yeah, how do you ever actually know what they're saying? I know. Nobody really does. Okay. This one is also from TikTok from at Tulsa Paranormal. It was at an abandoned house in northern Tulsa, Oklahoma. What is it saying? Let us teach you. Let us teach you? Let us teach you. Or let us eat you? <gasps> I'll have the peach gum. <laughs> There's definitely a pe- like a P at some point. I like both of those options, actually. Or I'll have the pea coat. Maybe it was Monica coming through. Oh, it's very Monica. Ah, there's like a ch in the middle. Yeah. There's like a put and then a ch. A peach ch. I like peach. Um, Okay. Tulsa Paranormal did not think it was any of those. (laughs) Is it A, let's get pizza? Oh. Is it B, love a picture? Is it C, let her be still? Or D, it's leather pita. Like they're like, it's leather pita. Like, oh. Call pita. The person's wearing leather. (laughs) Okay, let me play it again. Okay. Love a picture. What was option B? I'd love a picture. None of these feel right. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. I know. What do you hear? I hear, it's leather pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe, let's get pizza. I like pizza idea, yeah. I'll have the peach dawn. Dawn. I feel like there's a a name at the end, maybe. I want want a piece, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They believe that it is C. Let her be still. I don't know. Let me. Okay, let's let's try to tune in. Okay. Let's see if we can hear. Okay. Let her be still. Let her be still. I still don't hear it. I'm almost hearing now. Like let her peace, John. Yeah, maybe something to do with peace. Like let us be peaceful. Yeah, John or Dawn or Peach. Um, we might not know what it's saying, but if you're just recording and you heard that speaking, like, that's something. That's weird. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Those are fun. I like doing that. I know. Well, hey, I'm so happy I got to meet you guys. and Us too. Now I'm going to be on your podcast too. Yes. So tell people everything you want them to know and where, where they can find you and all that stuff. Take it away, Corinne. 
You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Apple, Spotify, you can find us at Two Girls, One Ghost. We also have pretty much all the social medias also underneath the same username. And we are going on tour starting September 7th in Chicago. We're going to 32 different cities, including one stop in Canada. So if you want to hear more about what we experienced and what we found regarding the Conjuring story, you can head to a theater and check it out. Amazing. And then we'll have you on our show and hear all about your personal experiences. Ooh! <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Corinne and Sabrina. Go listen to their podcast, Two Girls, One Ghost. Whew! All right. So... A reminder, starting next week, I'm going to introduce you to my friends that I will be starring in the show Living for the Dead. Every week will be a different one. This is October, baby. We're going to start getting real spooky. It's a very special October for me this year, and I hope it is for all of you because, first of all, getting to do this TV show is truly a celebration of all of you, all of you supporting me. All of you being here, especially the ones that have been here since day one with this kooky, weird, queer, paranormal comedy thing that I do. Now I get to do it on TV. And it's so crazy to say that. <sighs> so next week, I will be joined by my friend Juju Bay, who is sickening, honey. She's got some psychic powers. She's incredible. And she's on the show with me. We've got some stories. She's got some stories. So tune in for that. And, oh my God, I just love you. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! This has been an Exactly Right production. Want to share your paranormal experience on the podcast? I read stories out loud, and sometimes I'll even call you. So email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. You can send a DM or voice message to the show's Instagram at ghostedbyroz. Give us a follow while you're there. And follow me, Roz, on Instagram at Roz Hernandez and on TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. My senior producer is the startling Jiha Lee. Associate producer is the alarming Alex Chi. This episode was mixed and sound designed by the eerie Edson Choi. My guest booker is the petrifying Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from the hair-raising Hannah Kyle Crichton. My theme music is by the spine-chilling Brendan Lynch Salomon. Artwork by the spooky Vanessa Lilac. Photography by the terrifying Elizabeth Karen. Executive produced by the chilling Karen Kilgariff, the spooky Georgia Hardstark, and the frightening Danielle Kramer. Follow Ghosted by Roz Hernandez on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Ghosted by Roz Hernandez merch.